Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today, I'd like to share with you some of the inside story of what actually happened at Mount Sinai at Har Sinai when Hashem gave the Torah to us. There was Hashem's plan, and then there was what actually happened. What was Hashem's plan? The story goes like this. Hashem told Moshe, Moshe, you will come up on the top of Mount Sinai, and I will tell the Torah to you, I will tell the Ten Commandments to you, and the Jewish people will see that you are a prophet, they will believe that you are a prophet, because they will be aware that I'm speaking to you, and then you will give over to them the Torah, the Ten Commandments, the, to- the whole Torah, and they will believe in you as a prophet, because they will have perceived how I was speaking with you. Okay, please Moshe go down and tell the Jewish people that this is the plan. So Moshe went down to the Jewish people and he said, here is Hashem's plan. Hashem's plan is that I will go up on top of Mount Sinai. Hashem will speak to me and you will see that Hashem is speaking to me and therefore you will really believe that I am Hashem's prophet and he will communicate with me and through me I will communicate with you. And so too all the future prophets of all the generations you will realize that Hashem actually communicates to the Jewish people through these prophets. That's what Hashem proposes. The Jewish people answered Moshe, and they said, Moshe, Rebbeinu, that's not what we want. We don't want to hear the Torah secondhand. We want to hear directly from Hashem. We want to hear Hashem speaking to us and telling us the Ten Commandments. We want to hear the Torah directly. Okay? So Moshe went back up on Har Sinai, and he said to Hashem, Hashem, the Jewish people do not want the plan that you offered them, that they'll hear the Torah secondhand, that you'll speak to me, and then I'll speak to them. No, the Jewish people want to hear directly from Hashem. So Hashem said, okay, tell them that I will speak to them directly, but they have to prepare for three days. And Hashem told Moshe what the three days of preparation consisted of. So Moshe went back down to the Jewish people and he said, okay, Hashem agreed that he'll speak directly to the Jewish people, all the Jewish people, as long as they prepare themselves for three days. And this is how they must be prepared. The Jewish people said, fine. And so three days later, sure enough, the time came there was thunder and lightning, and the Jewish people were gathered around the mountain, and the shofar was blown, a great shofar that Hashem blew, which grew louder and louder, and then the whole world fell totally silent, and Hashem spoke directly to the Jewish people, Hashem I am Hashem your God, who took you out of the land of Egypt. It was such a powerful experience. Hashem speaking directly to the Jewish people. It was so powerful. 
that all of their souls, not Moshe's, but all of the other Jewish people, their souls flew out of their bodies and they died. Because the revelation of godliness, of Hashem speaking to them directly, was so overpowering that their souls could not stay in their bodies and their souls flew out and they died. So Hashem told the Malachim, the angels, go and bring back their souls back to their bodies and they should be re-enlivened. And that's what happened. The Jewish people were now alive again. Okay, now it came time for the second one of the Sarahs of Debros. And Hashem said, Lo You shall know, have no other gods besides me. Meaning you shall not possess idols. And he went on to say, you shall not make idols, you shall not bow down to idols, etc., etc. Again, the situation, the experience was so powerful, Hashem speaking directly to the Jewish people, that their souls flew out of their bodies again, and they died again. And so Hashem told them, the angels bring back their souls, they have to be re-enlivened again. And that's what happened. Now the Jewish people were alive again, and they've now heard two commandments, two of the Adibros, I should say, really the second commandment. The second of the Dibros includes more than one commandment, but the first two of the Dibros, of the, of the, of the sayings, the ten, so-called ten commandments, and now it was time for the third one. But the Jewish people said, wait, Moshe, this is too powerful for us. Twice already we died. And the Malachim had to bring back our souls so that Hashem could re-enliven us. And it's too much. You, Hashem, you, Moshe, you receive the rest of the Torah from Hashem, and then you will tell it to us. Okay, that was the story. Now, let's think about it for a minute. Did the Jewish people make a mistake? Did they regret? Did they say, oh, we did something bad by asking for the Torah to be given to us directly? So at first we might think, okay, it was a mistake. And then they learned their lesson. But the truth is, there's a much deeper explanation. And that is that it was not a mistake. First of all, it's amazing that the Jewish people were not satisfied to hear from Hashem indirectly. This is really something very beautiful and a very powerful lesson that the entire Jewish nation was not satisfied to hear through Moshe. They wanted to hear directly. Now, if they had not heard directly the first two of the Sarasa Dibros, they would never have had that experience of hearing directly from Hashem. They would only have had the experience of knowing that the prophecy of Moshe is true, and that Hashem spoke to Moshe, and Moshe gave over to them, which is a very important point, the question. It's very, very important for us to believe that Hashem communicates to us through prophets, and it's very important to be able to accept that the words of the prophet are true. But it's not as powerful as hearing directly from Hashem. And even though we are not prophets, and we could not hear the entire Torah through 
directly from Hashem. But the experience that we had is one that has stayed with us for all of these generations. And what was that experience? We experienced that Hashem is real. Now, it's, of course, something we know in our minds as an idea. But I am sitting in a room right now which has a table and chairs and windows. And I feel that these are real things, that the table is real and the chair is real and the windows are real and the paintings on the wall are real. What about Hashem? So I I have heard about Hashem, of course, and I learn about Hashem all the time, of course, and I do believe that Hashem exists. But do I see Him in front of me? I must admit I don't. I do not see Hashem at all. I can think about Him. I can believe in Him. And on a really good day, I might sort of feel Him. Maybe, maybe not. But the table and the chairs, they're very real. They're right here. You can hear me tapping on the table or the chair or the wall or the windows. But at Mount Sinai, we had the reverse experience. What we usually only hear about, which is Hashem, we experienced as real. Just as real, probably more real, as than this table which is sitting in which I'm sitting at. Just like a table or a chair that we experience as something real, we could touch it, we could feel it, we could see it. At Harsinai, we had that experience of Hashem. What did the world feel like to us? What did the rest of the reality feel like? That was something we kind of heard about. We, we, we knew it was there, we, but we weren't really experiencing it. We were experiencing Hashem at that time. That's why it says that the Jewish people saw the thunder and they heard the lightning. That's the opposite of the way it usually is. Usually we hear thunder, and we see lightning. So when the Torah says that they heard the lightning and they saw the thunder, that means they had a reverse experience. What people usually see, they heard. What people usually hear, they see. Usually we hear about Hashem, and we see things like tables. And so, of course, that seems more real to us, that table. But at Har Sinai, what was real to us was the experience of Hashem. So, did that help us at all? So we had that experience for a few seconds, or however long it lasted. Did that do us any good? The answer is capital Y, capital E, capital S. Yes, because every Jewish soul was at Mount Sinai, and every single soul experienced Hashem directly. Not just hearing about it from Moshe Rabbeinu, not just hearing about Hashem from Moshe Rabbeinu, but every Jewish soul experienced Hashem directly. And that means that each and every one of us, you and me and every single Jewish person, has engraved in our soul the experience of hearing from Hashem directly those two commandments. And in fact, the first commandment, I am Hashem, your God, etc., really contains in a very concise form 
all of the positive commandments. And the second commandments, Lo shall have no other gods besides me. That contains in concise form all the negative commandments. So in a brief, brief, concise way, we heard, in a sense, the whole Torah. And therefore, when we are walking down the street and we pass a bakery, a non-kosher bakery, and we smell something in there, it smells so good, and we look in the window, and it looks like such good, yummy chocolate cake, and we wish we could have some. So how will we have the strength to not go in? Because it's a trafe, it's a non-kosher bakery. We could stop and say, wait a minute. My soul was at Harsinai. And my soul experienced that Hashem is real. Oh, such an experience. If so, I certainly can resist going into this not-kosher bakery. Or saying something mean to somebody. Or, from the positive side, to have the strength and the ability to get up on time, wash your hands, and serve Hashem. To learn extra Torah, to do extra mitzvahs, to honor our parents, all the things that we're supposed to do, we have extra strength to do them. And we think, wait a minute, my soul experienced Hashem directly. Certainly, I know that Hashem is real, I know the Torah mitzvahs are real, and I know it in a deep, deep way. And this gives us extra strength in learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and doing everything we can to bring Mashiach. Now, how is it that the giving of the Torah was like the coming of Mashiach? It's actually in many, many ways. But one of them is that all the Jewish people were gathered together there. In fact, they were together, like one person with one heart. And the same thing is that Mashiach will gather all Jewish people back together. As the Rambam says, he will gather together Nidche Yisrael, those Jewish people that were pushed out, pushed away, whether physically or spiritually. So this is one of the ways, and there are many, in which the giving of the Torah was similar to Mashiach coming, that all Jewish people were there, and so too all Jewish people will be together for the final Geula. And to remind everybody that this story is in memory of Altashena Bas Yaakov. And we are, of course, hoping that her soul has a, has a great aliyah, great elevation. But even more, we are hoping that Mashiach will come immediately, will have Tachias and Mason, will all have a chance to beat Altashena herself. Just like in the story of the giving of the Torah, all the Jewish people had Tachias and Mason. As I just told you, that all the Jewish people's souls flew out, and they had to have Tachias and Mason, they had to be re-enlivened again. And so too this will happen at the end of the time of the Geula, that all Jewish people, in fact, Tzaddikim will arise earlier, that all Jewish people who have lived in the past will again have Tachias and Mason. May it happen very quickly, and may all of us do our part, and more than our part, through learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, acts of goodness and kindness, learning about Mashiach and Geula, and acting in a Mashiach and Geula way, that is, 
Torah and mitzvahs in the best way possible, including honoring our parents and giving tzedakah and all other parts. And in this way, quicken the coming of Mashiach and Geula, may it happen immediately. Thank you very much for joining Jewish Stories and more.